When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, gamers. Welcome to the Kind of Funny Games Cast, where each and every week we get together to talk about video games and all the things we love about them. And yes, I had Tim send me a little synopsis of all the stuff he has on these shows because during these parts, I'm just blank. I'm just, I got nothing Thousand going miles on. Away. Yeah, totally, totally gone. You can get this show ad free, watch live as we record it, and get a whole bevy of exclusive bonus shows over on patreon.com slash kind of funny. Just like our Patreon producers, Brave Athos, Jedi Master Deadpool, Deadpool. Delaney Twining. Thank you, everybody. Great Thank sound you. effects by Blessing. Yeah. Or you can watch at youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames and roosterteeth.com. Or you can listen on your favorite podcast services. Just search for Kind of Funny Games Cast. Use creator code KINDOFUNNY on the Epic Store to get uh, epic in-game purchases, just like Rocket League and Fortnite, to help support us here at Kind of Funny. It's totally free to do so. So you got your little eight-year-old nephew just getting a whole bunch of V-Bucks trying to buy Thanos and trying to buy, uh, who else they got in there? Yeah, like Christina Superman. Ricci. Is she yeah, in there? Zendaya. They got, <laughs> they got Tom Holland up in there. <laughs> what kind of celebs they got up in there? Olivia Travis Rodrigo. Scott. Yeah. I don't think Olivia's in there. Oh, uh, if, if Olivia was in there, I'd know. Trust I mean, me. she's, due. she's yeah. due. She's oh my. Once they put Olivia away. in there, it's over. She's about three months away. It's over for what? <laughs> what does that mean? I'm, I'm, I'm Fortnite. <laughs> okay. Uh, housekeeping, there is none. So there's no, I don't have to read cool. any housekeeping, which is pretty cool. Um, our ads are uh, Jaff King Sportsbook and Rocket Money, but we'll talk about that later. For now, this is a very, very long-awaited episode. Oh, yeah. Amongst a gigantic season blessing of just games, because we had review season earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. We've had review season upon review season. Right now, the whole equinox is thrown off. The equator's off kilter. The planet is dying yeah. right now because all the seasons are melding with one the, another. The global warming. Global warming. Reviews. It's just there's so many reviews out there. By the way, I'm Andy Cortez, and that's Blessing Adelia Jr. What's up? That's me. And it's a two-person show. It's just two it's gamers. Like a, a rare Andy Cortez-hosted Gamescast. Yeah. Have you ever hosted Gamescast? Never. Never. Holy cow. But I knew that this was going to be special. I knew that right now, let's bring on the two actual gamers of the company. Yeah. Talk video game. <laughs> what's, what's throwing me off is like our uh, like equilibrium or our symmetry is off because like I'm on the corner, but like you're kind of like facing. I, I think that's because I got I, I got out of the chair a little bit. Mm. Does this does this work? Like, I, I can scoot in. I think I this know. works a little bit better now. This like looks this. a little bit better now. Um, this is a big show. Oh, yeah. This is a big show because this is a, a review on a game that we've been looking forward to for quite some time. Ever since it first got debuted, Lies of P, which is one of these Souls games that you go, wow, that looks promising. Probably not going to live up to a lot of the promises, right? It looks good. It's, it's dazzling and it, it, it's glittery and it looks gorgeous and the visuals are cool. But with a lot of Souls-like games that come and go. Yeah. 
they, mortal they, shells. It, th there are a lot of titles out there that kind of promise a little bit, hey, we're going to give you a bit of that taste of what FromSoft offers, and they never can quite deliver. Blessing. Andy. You have beat Lies of P. I have. Awful name, by the way. I kind of like it. It's grown on you? It's, it's grown on me for sure. It's just hard to say fast. Lies of P, Lies of P. And it's, it's that thing too where whenever we say it, people in chat spam with like Life of Pi or whatever. I always think Liza Minnelli, li Liza P. Li like um, it's it's hard to, when you tell somebody I'm playing a game called Liza P. You think you're saying Liza. Like, yeah, like that like just Elizabeth. doesn't, it doesn't really sound like any real words or whatever. Anyway, you've, you've played Liza P. You've yep. beaten Liza P. I have played many hours of it. What are your thoughts on Lies of P, a from soft style game, a Souls-like game yeah. from a South Korean uh, developer? Um, round eight. Round eight. Uh, it's been in development for about four years now. We can finally freaking talk about it. After a lot of demos that have been released, Blessy, what are your thoughts? I really love this game. Uh, on the kind of funny scale, I'm giving it a five out of five, Woo! which is the highest score we can give. The best compliment I can give this game, it starts from where, where you were just talking about just now, right? The fact that this is a game that has taken a lot of inspiration from Souls-like games, uh, from software titles, namely the big one being Bloodborne. You hop into this game and you blur your eyes a little bit and you're like, oh, I'm playing Bloodborne right now. This feels like a game that is taking so much out of that. Um, but at the same time, once you get further into it and once you get your hands on the controller, you start to notice and feel a lot of other influences as well, right? Like it feels almost more like a greatest hits of from software titles as opposed to just a bloodborne clone and that was my biggest fear is that i was going to start playing this game and with every turn go okay this is cool but it's not as good as bloodborne that's what i thought i was going to be saying throughout my time playing this game there are parts where i do have that feeling but for the most part right it is sort of the i guess vibe and tone of bloodborne mixed with more of like the parry based combat of a Sekiro shadows die twice mixed with some of the mechanics I imagine you get out of a soul, uh, Dark Souls or a um, an Elden Ring when I talk about the amulet system. There's like a lot of different stuff in here and then a lot of originality as well because one of the things that this game does that is unique is its weapon assembly system where most weapons have a handle and a blade part and you can mix and match different handles and blades from different weapons to essentially create your own weapons that feel in control the way you want them to feel. That is very novel. That is really unique. And that system I'd say is like, one of the shining um, takeaway features from this game that I hope other people look at and go, how do we get more creative with our weapon systems? That where the blade adds a certain secondary attack, yeah. but the or the handle adds a secondary attack, but the blade is maybe uh, good for for blunt damage. And yeah. right now, if it's for like, audio listeners, we're doing the 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 weed smoking sort of blunt mm. symbol. That's what we're doing right now for audio listeners. Um, if, for those of y'all who aren't very familiar with a lot of Souls games, uh, you usually have like a slash damage, you have a pierce damage, you have a, a blunt object type damage where, hey, here's a big ass club. That's going to work good against these enemies. Not so great against some sort of, you know, furry being or yeah. a beast or whatever, where a blade might work better in those situations. And if you get into it, right, like... You have the Fable Arts as well, which are the special abilities, and the the handle has a Fable Art attached to it, and then the blade has another Fable Art attached to it, and so you can mix and match those abilities there. You might have a blade that is plus level six or whatever because you upgraded a certain amount, and so you have those individual qualities there, and then you have handles that um, 
are that scales with certain stats. And so like for your strength stats, right? You have motivity, you have technique, and you have advance that each scale differently with certain weapons or certain handles, I should say. So you have like a lot you have a lot to take into account there. And that's just one of the systems. You have that on top of that, you have the legion arm, which is your uh I believe left arm uh has like almost think like a Samus type like um ability attached to it like it's it's its own weapon in itself right and the one you start off with is this um scorpion style rope type attack where like you can kind of get over here with somebody and um close the distance with them another one that there is is like a cannon are you weapon. able to fly to the enemies i yeah. wasn't sure if i was able to figure that out if or you not. upgrade it yeah okay so that's the other thing is that e with each of the legion arms you can upgrade them three times based on material that you collect uh, during your playthrough and yeah like once you upgrade your uh that like get over here rope that's what i'm gonna call it now once you upgrade that um to a certain point you can then uh basically attach to your enemies and then pull your way toward the enemy as as opposed to pulling them towards you and then if you did what i did and upgraded all the way you get like a cool attack that's attached to that where you pull yourself to your enemy fly up in the air and come down with an attack um those and, are the ones i saw in the trailer i was like i yeah. want to do that i want to figure that out and each of those abilities like again like adds a level of depth and adds another layer to combat that you know really opens things up and makes combat feel really dynamic i think that's the thing that, that this game does really well is that the, it gives you so many different avenues to customize and tailor the way you play there's that there's the p organ which is essentially a skill tree type system and the list goes on so again gross sounds gross disgusting right it's p p, organ. It's the letter p dash organ it's not like it's not, it's not your p organ <laughs> <laughs> but like you can see why somebody would yeah, not like you, not like you say know? It out loud. i understand why that why that might sound disgusting I wonder yeah if they i'm that. using this this mechanic called the p organ in a video game called liza p you know, oh, like yeah. you just say that stuff real fast. Yeah. It's like it's it, I, I wish it was just like, you know, uh, do puppets lie or do, you know, like, yeah, like if it was just something a little bit more similar yeah. or, you know, simple Dark like Pinocchio that. or like, yeah, just go real, like on that. The, real on the. Yeah, because this is a uh, uh, just a quick synopsis here. It's inspired by Carlo Collodi's novel or Collodi's. I got to assume that's how you pronounce it. it. The Adventures of Pinocchio. Liza P. tells the story of a humanoid puppet, Pinocchio, who wakes up in an abandoned train station in the city of Krat, engulfed in chaos and madness. Pinocchio must find his creator, the Master Geppetto, and overcome the calamity that has befallen the city, trying to become a man. It's basically what you, like, imagine when you're scrolling TikTok and you see, like, here's what, you hear that weird AI voice, and it's like, here's what Sleeping Beauty would look like if it was a horror movie. And they're yeah. using, like, AI art generation to kind of make these things. It's it, it, This game, like Blessy was mentioning, looks very much like Bloodborne in tone, in lighting, the sort of gothic like even, Victorian Even when you vibes. splash an enemy, those sound it makes and that, like, yeah. kind of like blood slash that happens, very Bloodborne. Uh, and, and kind of in the area that I'm in, you know, this game's always kind of meant to give off creepy vibes i'm a bit further and i've i've only put in um by the way how long did it take you to beat this game it took me 40 hours and 30 minutes 40 hours way more than minutes. way longer than i thought this game yeah. was gonna take and i with that i'll caveat that i think um mileage is gonna vary based on how much time you put into it because after beating the game and talking to other reviewers i so to give a peek into my playthrough i min maxed technique as a stat early okay. on right technique is one of your strength stats right against technique motivity advance motivity is more of like a you know heavier motivity kind of weapon. strength yeah motivity is strength technique is like more of like the like almost like swifter weapons right like smaller weapons and then advance 
is like I don't even know how to describe it. It's like a, just another type of weapon is what it yeah, is. Yeah, th think of uh, motivity is strength. Um, technique is. I'm already I'm already freaking blanking on the term that every from software. Oh, they're the from uses. like the from software would be yeah. like um. Oh, I don't. Like, I can look it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could see it. You could see the word. I can visualize it. But the other one is basically like kind of uh, arcane magic. Yes. Using using a lot more of your uh, techniques and your abilities. Dexterity. Dexterity. Dexterity would be technique. Yeah, dex dexterity would be technique where you're kind of specializing in smaller, quicker type weapons. Yeah. Uh, I've always been the big old. Let me just lug around a sword. You know, yeah. the size of a of a fucking Uber car picking. And that's up, my you know? thing is like I like the dexterity stuff because I'm like I, I want to move quicker. Yeah. Right? I want to be able to be a bit more agile. Turns out, in talking to other reviewers, they're basically like, hey. Technique might be the hard mode of this game. Like I, I, I was talking to a couple of people who were like, "Yeah, we switched off of uh, technique and started putting more points in motivity, and the game was way easier that way." Uh, I didn't know that, and so I was going all in on technique. And when I tell you, I was struggling in the last couple of boss fights. Like the, la the last two boss fights alone took me maybe six to seven hours in total just to get through. Um, and like I think that for me that loops around to the things that I really like about the game, which is. You know, talk about the combat system and the weapon system, how cool that stuff is. The enemy design is fucking great, right? Like, it is, you're fighting a lot of automated puppets type type enemies, right? Stuff that fits within the world of Pinocchio. Um, the puppets have gone crazy, everybody. Yeah. And everybody's like, well, maybe there's like an actual master puppet controlling these puppets. Because we don't know who's controlling these puppets. They've gone mad. Yeah. They were basically made... Uh, think of it as like any old AI story where AI goes rogue and goes buck wild and the robots take over. Think of uh, think of Will Smith and iRobot. You know, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's what this. You know, don't base. They should have just made Will Smith iRobot the From Software style game. You know, but yeah, like you're fighting a lot of puppets. You're fighting, and then you you start finding more enemies that aren't puppets that are a bit more like organic fucked up creatures that you would expect out of a bloodborne game and that stuff surprised me and i didn't expect that and once i got there i was like oh okay this game has a bit more dimension to it right like this game is is um reaching into areas that i didn't even think i'd see here and once it started opening up like that i was like oh snap okay a lot of the enemy design in the moment to moment like new enemies that you meet in every chapter that stuff blew me away and there are some points where i'm like okay this is getting a bit long in the tooth i feel like i'm seeing this enemy quite a bit but then as soon as I think that, there's another enemy that gets introduced. And I'm like, damn, all right, cool. Like, y'all keep uh, coming correct with it. That and then the boss fights for me are really the shining star here where, man, did they nail it. Like, I think for me, the biggest compliment I can pay to uh, Round 8, uh, the, the studio, this publisher, is that they really get it. Like, they really understand what makes a FromSoft, Souls-like style game special. And when I get into the boss fights and it is like that, like that level, like that extra frame of hold on the animation before they hit you, that always fucks you up. The hezzy. Right? When it is that I'm the gonna, hesitant that, uh, attacks, the, man. The, 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 those hezzies, when it is me downloading a boss over a period of time and going, I'm not, I'm not leaving this spot until I take out oh, this yeah. boss. Right. Like it has that feel. I think a lot of the theme and, I think character modeling and like visual design of a lot of the bosses, I think for me are right up, right up there with uh, from soft stuff. Right. Like I think the actual mechanics and move sets itself, I might still edge over to, to from soft, but the theming and like how cool some of these bosses are and some of like the transformations and stuff off the chain, like they really nailed it in that aspect. 
um but yeah like i absolutely like i fell in love with this game um in 40 hours like i rarely got bored like, again there were p places here and there where it felt a bit long in the tooth but whatever the pacing felt a bit uh slower right like in the next moment somehow like things would pick up and so yeah i, I absolutely dug it i am about 10 hours in a little bit under 10 hours i'd say um this is a game that i've been looking forward to ever since i previewed it during gdc i believe and then, right. and then we and then the demo came out right as we were leaving to summer game fest and uh unfortunately didn't get to play it a whole lot uh but was able to come back and really dive deeper into the demo and immediately knew this is going to be probably the best non from software souls like game yeah. like this is th this is the like imitation is is the sincerest form of flattery sort of thing like that's happening here tenfold with what round 8 studios did this is the most from software game that i felt that isn't developed by from software yeah. it is so authentically them uh in terms of the mood that they're presenting in terms of what NPCs do, right? I feel like the only thing that is different is that these NPCs aren't all just British actors. I feel like the voice acting has kind of let me down in some moments where uh, some voice actors are awesome and some pretty weak in some moments. I feel that. And there's like a pretty wide gap amongst the quality where like some of the NPCs I'm just legitimately blown away by and really impressed by. Uh, but some of the voice acting can get kind of uh, odd at times. Um, I think uh, I think the game is incredibly gorgeous. It's running on Unreal Engine 4. It reminds me a lot of what we saw with something like um, Callisto Protocol, where we're seeing the last remnants of what an Unreal Engine 4 game looks like. Mm -hmm. We're seeing it kind of at max full potential. I think the lighting in this game is gorgeous animations are awesome there's a lot of cast shadows i'm playing on pc and let's just a round of applause everybody kevin i know you're over there listening round of applause this game runs well on pc oh hell yeah let's go it is like it shouldn't be surprising but it is in this day and age um i'm not sure how performance is on console but on pc i am maxing out at you know of course i have a very very beefy machine but that doesn't always matter with a lot of uh, new yeah. releases. I will say on, on console, right, in 40 and a half, 40 hours and 30 minutes, not not one crash. Um, there were moments of, like, pop-in, like, very quick pop-in, where I, like, I would enter a new location or I'd turn around real quick and, like, see a little bit pop-in. Uh -huh. But never any slowdown. Like, I'm playing on performance mode as well. Uh, nothing that's too noticeable or anything that I, that I would say is, like, getting in the way of my experience. Yeah, I, I have a, a pretty damn good PC, but as I mentioned earlier, that use, that sometimes doesn't matter with new releases, um, much like what a lot of people and myself experienced with, with Jedi Survivor when that first released, which I, and I know that mm. Jedi Survivor's gotten a lot better since then. But I was very, very pleasantly surprised that this game runs awesome yeah. uh, on well, PC. One thing I'll shout out to you, like you mentioned this game looks beautiful. And like, I think, yeah, the, the environments of this game look absolutely gorgeous. The one thing that I was a little bit let down by was like when I would get to an area where I can like see a vista like I can go and like I can like look around and see what like the like what long distance looks like and those moments were a bit disappointing and I think it might be just coming off of the Elden Ring where Elden Ring open world game right like at every moment it felt like they're thinking of all right if you got up 
on this hill and you looked out into the distance, like how can we make everything look beautiful? Uh, coming off of Elden Ring, coming into this game and getting to a point where there's a view, it, it felt almost like, I, I was going to say Taraki, that's putting it too far. Right? Underwhelming. It's, it's not that, <laughs> but it, a little bit underwhelming where it's like, all right, like clouds are covering this area because they didn't want to like, you know, mm. do all that, which fair, right? Because that's a lot of work to make those, um, uh, like those big vistas those look big beautiful. skyscapes and everything like yeah, that. Yeah, like make that stuff look beautiful in, in every moment. Um, but that was like the one part visually where like, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm coming off of the Elden Ring here. Aside from that, oh yeah, the environments look fantastic. And there's a lot of uh, variety in the kind of environments that you're getting to that I thought was really cool, right? Like again, unexpected stuff where, you know, the game takes place in, in Krat, right? That Krat is basically this game's Yarnum. Um, and the places they take you that aren't just, all right, let's go to Second Street or whatever, right? Yeah. Like uh, you get out and you go to places where it's like, oh, here's a cathedral. And you get there and it's like, oh, shoot. Okay, this is actually really cool. Or you get somewhere else and it's like, whoa, all right, cool. Like I think they do such a good job of trying to paint different types of environments. And they, a lot of them are just um, uh, very stunning. You already get kind of the the Bloodborne effect where you just think you're going to be fighting werewolves the whole time. And suddenly yeah. there's a blue alien, like Mr. Meeseeks type dude. Yep. And you're like, what the fuck I is happening in this guys. video game? You know what I mean? Like, that, that I've already kind of gotten that feeling from this game. I don't know if this game is going to hit on the level of substance or so or storytelling or like trying to go seek out those stories, like the way From Software does so masterfully. Um, it it doesn't. That's my and like, again. That's the way. That's where I come back on when I get to those moments that are one for one. Okay, I can compare this to Bloodborne because this game. Is taking so much inspiration from Bloodborne. That's one of those things where I'm like, oh man, yeah, from software got you here in terms of like taking the off beaten path and, and that's finding the sauce. something. Like and that's, that's like a lot of the sauce yeah. that's in Bloodborne. That's the Miyazaki right? sauce. And there's a little bit of that where like you'll be, um, you know, going down a path in this game. And there's like a window with like a silhouette of a person, and you talk to them, and they're like. Oh, I could really use an apple, <laughs> and you like find an apple and you bring it back to them. Lucky for you, I got an apple right here. <laughs> it's like, oh damn, I already got one in my pocket. Here you Thanks go. To the apple. Wipe this off. Like, there's stuff like that, but it's it's not to that level of, that you see in Bloodborne. Bloodborne also has like big optional areas that you go down where it's like, I'm gonna fight the Bloodstarved Beast or whatever. Yeah. Was the Bloodstarved? Was that the one where like the area had like the dude that was like firing um, bullets at you from far away? Yeah, I that think that was a yeah, the, and like, then you could take the alternate route and come back up behind him, and he's like, yeah. "Oh shit, what's up? I didn't know you were here." But like, you know, that was when I played Bloodborne, right? That was one of those ones where I thought that was mainland. I couldn't believe when I realized that that was an optional thing. Mm -hmm. In Liza P, pretty much every path feels mainline. Like, there's not a at least from what I found in my playthrough, right? I could not find a big optional open area, which is fine, right? Like that, not every game needs to have that. Um, but I also I also just found way less offbeaten, like, oh, here's this little secret over here that's going to lead to this thing. Usually, the ones that I found are a bit more pointed to. Um, and, like, I don't know. That, that, was, that was one of those things that I noticed where I'm like, okay, yeah, this is, like, a one-for-one -one thing I, I, uh, I can compare. That said, like, the places in which they try to imbue, like, fun exploration stuff, I think they do a good job. Like, there's there are moments where you'll collect a thing, collect, like, a... Um, a thing that has to be translated by a character that you meet and you bring it by and like he'll translate it for you. It'll be like a picture of a place that you've been to before, but like a thing will be circled. And it's like, hey, if you go back here, then like interact with this thing, you might get a fun collectible. And you do that and it's like, oh, okay, cool. Okay, that was pretty neat. Um, so those moments are cool. The other thing though I'll say about story is that 
this game is a bit more upfront with this narrative than like a lot of what from software style is because from soft it's like you got to work for it like we're going to give you narrative but you got to work for the narrative and like you you aren't a random puppet in this world you are the titular character you are the titular <laughs> character and there it feels like there's a lot more dialogue in this game than you'd expect out of a like a bloodborne style thing and it is just way, way more upfront, like more cutscenes, more uh, like moment to moment. Like you have a, you basically, you basically have Jiminy Cricket in your pocket and like he's talking. I'm like, there's a lot of talking in this video game. Um, and I like it. Like it's a thing that makes it different. And it's a thing that I think works for it. Um, and to what I, to its benefit, what I will say is that because there's a lot more upfront story with it, there are moments that hit me in a way that I did not expect. Like there's a character moment uh later in the game that had me like kind of emotional just based off of interactions that remind me of things like uh near automata for example because near automata is a game about like sentience and what makes sexy a human robot. And, and sexy robots and all mm -hmm. these things right there's like similar subject matter that's touched upon in this game that kind of surprised me with how uh how they went about like depicting some of this stuff it surprised me in a good way right like i just wasn't expecting it and so when, huh. we, when we got there i was like oh snap okay that's kind of hitting me my fuels a little bit like you guys are actually doing this thing um but yeah it's like it's, it's a different vibe of a story than what you'd expect out of a from software type thing which i think works to its benefit i think it works really well well i can't wait to dive deeper into the world of crot after a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and it helps lower your bills all in one place. And it has surprised multiple people, uh, at kind of funny, multiples my friends, at how many subscriptions they have that they forgot about and are still paying for. It's so easy to cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. Rocket Money, it does all the work for you. Rocket Money can even negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money will take care of the rest. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions. It monitors your spending and helps lower your bills all in one place. Stop wasting money on things that you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny that's rocketmoney.com slash kind of funny this episode's brought to you by DraftKings sportsbook football is back in full swing with another week of epic games and who's got you covered on the action for every single one of them DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nfl nobody's missing out on the action this season all DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this september you can get in on the nfl week two action with DraftKings sportsbook download the app now and use code kind of funny to sign up new customers can bet just five dollars and take home 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings sportsbook with code kind of funny the crown is yours if you have a gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in new york call 1-877-8-HOPENY or text hopeny 467-369 in connecticut help is available for problem gambling you can call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly on behalf of boot hill casino and resort ks 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario ctkng.co slash football for eligibility bonus bets expire seven days after issuance eligibility and deposit another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. 
Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Restrictions apply. Okay, we're back, Blessing. And we're back. Um, I just, I've been writing down a whole bunch of random notes. I kind of also want to go old school with this, like kind of like category by category. We've already mm-hmm. kind of gotten over our broad thoughts here, but I, I did want to just point out, uh, once again, Unreal Engine 4, I think the game looks insanely gorgeous. I think this game does... Um, uh, this game has made um, a lot of advancements in terms of approachability, but nowhere near what you would want yeah. or expect from a game to allow anybody to play it right. Um, I, you know, there's no difficulty. There's, mm-hmm. there, there's no options like no, that. I, like, no magic stat that's like almost feels like you're cheating right or right. not even cheating like i i know the dark souls games as far as i understand it like there's usually like okay if you want the easy mode like just spec toward magic and that'll get you through there's not really that it starts game. off that way and then that slowly gets a little bit tougher later on but yeah, yeah the uh, whenever people say i want to it's my first souls game what should i go i, I everybody always recommends go as a yeah. Be a sorcerer, be a magician, and you know, because shooting spells and stuff like that is a little there bit are also uh, the, easier to deal there with. There are the specters, which are basically when you go into a boss fight, at every boss fight door, there is a pot. And if you have a star fragment, no, I'm going to sound like a crazy person. Yeah. If you have a star fragment and you use it, use it over the pot, when you start the boss battle, you'll have a little companion named Spectre. <laughs> His name is Spectre. No, he's, he's called a Spectre. <laughs> um, and so, like, that's kind of how they try to put like an easier assist in there. Um, it's essentially, uh, it's essentially just summoning a, a helper, like in any Souls yeah. game or in, or in any Bloodborne game. I just don't know if they are. It's still hard. I don't know if they're if they have anything to do with the story, though. I think that's my bigger question. Uh, whenever you are doing this in Souls games, whenever that happens, you're either bringing in an NPC who is another player character or, an, or another player somewhere around the world, mm-hmm. or. It has very, it has like story implications. Yeah. You know, like Horaloo uh, is, when you show up to fight Horaloo, who's there? It's, you know, so-and-so from yeah. Elden Ring. Or if you're going to fight this character, that character is going to show up and they're going to, they got, oh man, they got business to tend oh, to, yeah, you know what I mean? Beef. And like, and that those are the moments where I'm like, you know what? I normally don't bring in you know cooperative help like that but i kind of want to see what this means for the yeah. story uh or, or anything like that the name of the what was the big boss in elden ring that like came down like a meteor and like he has like a bunch of people that would fight him he had Radon. a little horse yeah like Radon. yeah Radon. like you'd summon a bunch of people for that and that's very much homies, like yeah. oh there's, there's story here like there's basically a war that's going down yeah um i i wasn't sure if the specter that you summoned because i i know the specter was available in the demo i didn't use the specter and I saw Snow Mike Mike using the Spectre, which is, again, just this little thing that you summon right before a boss fight. And I wasn't sure, like, oh, is that a character in the story that we yeah, get far, to learn as later? As far as I can tell, it's just a ghost. No, like, it's, it's just, just like, a, like a, a little, little helper. A um, couple of nice things that I think this game does uh, to make the journey not as much of a pain in the ass. Because a lot of From Software games are super tough and they're difficult and you're going to bash your head up against the wall for hours and hours and hours. Um, but that's part of the journey because yeah. you're just like, oh, I, I feel myself getting better. I know I'm getting closer and closer to beating this. There's, uh, I think, several quality of life things that even someone like From Software can learn from Round 8 Studios. For example, 
Um, I love that before a boss fight, if you die, the room before you enter, your souls are. Yeah, your souls are really no useful. longer in the boss room. And I, you call them souls here. They're called ergo in the game, but I'll just keep on calling them souls. Like I, even go. even for all the other types of uh, you know currencies throughout all the other sort of souls likes, I would just call them souls. But that is really really nice because if you decide, you know what, I'm gonna use what I can. I want to go at least get that grand back to go maybe level up and grind a little bit to get more health or yeah. get more. Attack. I never lost my ergo in this game. Like in really? a way, like I never, like I never died, had to go retrieve my ergo, then died again. Yeah. Right. Like it was very easy to go and like beeline and, and pick them back up and then maybe go grind or do something else. Yeah. Um, so that was really convenient. Super convenient. Um, NPCs, uh, the game lets you know where NPCs are whenever you have some sort of story yeah. moment. Uh, if you find an NPC, it's always really nice to kind of walk around and directionally hear their audio and they're somewhere around you and maybe they're on the top floor and you go up and there's an npc there uh just do want to fight no this dude just wants to talk let's have a little conversation and then the next time you go to your fast travel you'll see an icon uh you'll see many different icons depending on whether it's an npc wanting to talk to you or depending on whether it's an item you're trying to turn in you'll see all sorts of icons around similar to what elden ring did with one of its uh, sort of initial updates where it told you where NPCs were yeah. instead of just like, I hope I come across that dude because that, you know, who knows yeah. where the hell they are. Well, one of the things I'll um, mention, right, and this, kinda, this is kind of the opposite thing. One of the things that I wish this game did that, you know, would have taken inspiration from something like Elden Ring uh, to level up, you have to go back to Hotel Krat, which is your hub area. And man, oh man, like, I, 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 on one hand, I understand they really want you to go back to that hub because there's a lot of people there and there's a lot of things to do. And like, it's worthwhile to keep going back to the hub. But on the other hand, after playing Elden Ring, back to the hub. let's go back. <laughs> <laughs> I love going back to the hub. <laughs> I do it after work. Every day. Uh, but like, <laughs> um, after playing Elden Ring, right? Elden Ring at any one of those points of light, what did that program go? They're all already the, um, the, whatever the checkpoints Graces, are Graces. Graces, yeah. yeah. Whenever you'd go back to one of those, you can just level up right at the checkpoint. I was pretty surprised by that. Um, when this game's demo first came out, the developer then released a video, I think several weeks later, kind of addressing all the feedback and said, mm -hmm. hey, we know you all don't like the dodge. We're going to make the dodge a little bit better and a little bit yeah. you know, more uh, forgiving in some cases. And I really thought that they were going to walk back the whole, like having to go back to Hotel Crot yeah, to, level to level up. up. I, I was pretty that was surprised weird. that 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 did not get fixed um, or get changed or whatever. Um, let's see. Bad guys in this game? Holy shit. Every one of these bad guys is a, you know, 108 mile, throwing mile an hour pitcher for, you know, the fucking Yankees. They throw so well and so far. They throw little grenades at you from across the goddamn map with mm. perfect accuracy. And it's just a pain in the ass. That's not really like a complaint. It's just more of an observation. Like, holy you gotta keep shit. Your, keep your finger on that sprint button. These dudes are insane. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, with dude. how accurate they are. You think but that, yeah. like, you're out of the line of sight. No, that guy's going to find a way to curve that bullet into yeah, that area. You're in, the long, you're in the wrong game. Yeah. We need to put you in Madden. Uh, I want to shout out the um, level design. I think this game does a really damn good job with shortcuts and giving me... As close to a FromSoft experience as I thought I'd get. Yeah. I think that they're 
There weren't ever any moments like I always mentioned my first time playing Dark Souls 1 and having my brain blown out of my head many, many times. But there are several like, oh, that, this is a clever little shortcut right here. Yeah. This is really convenient. Um, I like the way that you are it including this lift or having this gate suddenly be an openable gate when I just thought it was there for set dressing. It's, uh, it's the thing where I'm like, have I just played enough of these games now where i'm noticing a lot of like of these shortcuts because when i get to a new checkpoint and a lot of these levels right i'm like all right like this door here i can't open it so obviously i'm about to loop around this way and then come back and drop this ladder here or do whatever uh i feel like in this game is a lot more noticeable than the FromSoft games that i played um I, that and then also if i had one gripe with level design it would be that i wish some of these levels were a bit more like open space or like a bit more surprising when you turn a corner because like a lot of them a lot of them do feel uh fundamental from software right hey you're gonna go down this path we're gonna place two dudes here we're gonna place a stronger dude right here and then like well, you know what let's put let's put a guy here that let's have a dude drop from the ceiling let's have, yeah let's have you. a guy drop from the ceiling like it's the type of level design uh in enemy placement that you'd expect um but very few times was i surprised or like oh shit this is really cool like, i it, it felt a bit standard and i wish I, I wish this game surprised me a bit more with that stuff in terms of like entering a room and being like whoa like like i guess the, the example i pull right early on in bloodborne you have what i call the skill the skill check street where it's like one of the first checkpoints you go you take a you take the stairs down and there's a street with like a fucking it feels like 100 enemies are there it's like, whoa, like what's going on here? And it feels like it it almost feels like a living, breathing location as opposed to, okay, yeah, like, you know, you've got enemies placement right here, right here, right here, right? And so you have to go through that street and go, all right, I really just got to run past all these guys because there's yeah. no way in hell that I'm fighting all these people this early in the game. Um, I think that type of like mazy, explorable level design that you get out of a Bloodborne, some moments of that in this game, uh, I think could have pushed some of the level design further. But that said, like, that's such a that's such a nitpick for me, right? Like that's one of those ones where it's like if I'm really gonna go mono a mono, place these two games against each other, then that's the stuff I get into. But yeah, like I think on on the surface, the level design is great. Like the, I I really I really do like how intricate it is. I do like how interconnected it is, and it comes back to the thing of oh, these guys get it. Like they they understand that feeling of putting down a ladder and going oh thank god <laughs> yeah. thank god I put a ladder here. Now this is my checkpoint. And I can come back this way and I don't have to freak out if I die here. Like, oh, this lift takes me back over here. I, I guess I, I was definitely missing those moments of, holy shit, I did not expect to be back right here. Mm. I, I wasn't, I, I'm shocked that out of the hour and a half of me sort of adventuring in this really gross area, holy shit, light at the end of the tunnel, I'm back and there's the, gra there's the site of grace, there's the bonfire that I first started at. Thank God this has all been one gigantic sort of way to, uh, to help me find the checkpoint. Yeah. I didn't have any moments like that, but I did have several moments of just, damn, that's a, that's a nice little clever, uh, you know, little checkpoint right there. That's a nice little clever uh, way to sort of, you know, not have to deal with all the mobs anymore. Um, the game is very much structured like, uh, like a Demon Souls or Dark Souls game um, or Bloodborne pretty much. It's not open world. You are kind of, fast traveling two zones um you will have your gigantic big like several stages right but then within those stages there are going to be several different uh of these 
what do they call them? The uh, stargazers? Stargazers yeah. is where you would, those are the bonfires in this game. And that's where you would be fast traveling to. And, um, and I think it's serviceable. Again, I think you, it seems like these developers went to, you know, how to build a game 101 taught by From yeah. Software. Like, that's the thing is, yeah, it, it does feel like they went to a GDC talk. Yeah. That was being led by Miyazaki and they took all the notes and they're like, all right, cool. Yeah. They, they, in some ways, I wish it did feel a bit more natural, but you also you, you can't have it both ways. Like, you know, a lot of times we play these from soft game, these uh, souls like games by other developers and go, man, it's just not quite from soft. Mm -hmm. This one is like this one is so much from so soft from that I think it's sometimes to their to a fault. But, yeah, it, um, it gets so from soft where it's like, oh, well, now I have to compare it. Like now yeah. I have to like look at this other thing and go, all right, like. You, you made it this far, but then yeah. you did this. But then uh, that's my thing, though, is that in other ways, it's like, oh, but you really innovated here. And I, that's where I come down on, no, it's a five out of five because, again, like the weapon system and like the combining weapons and the fucking Legion arm. And yeah, the let's, talk, system. let's talk about the feel. Uh, that This is yeah. a section called the feel, feel. which sort of encompasses uh, mechanics and controls and combat. Um, this game fucking kicks ass combat-wise. Yes. Oh Holy shit, the oh. game rocks ass um and it's one of those that like when i played the demo i didn't really i didn't need to play more i was like i'll wait till this game comes out i can tell this game's gonna be a fucking banger right like if you can bring me this quality of boss fight interaction with different phases knowing what i'm going to be knowing what i'm going to be capable of uh combat wise essentially like Blessing was mentioning, it's a it's a Souls game through and through. I think it plays a lot like Sekiro. You could still dodge through attacks. Mm -hmm. You could st you still have your invincibility frames. You see that big old swipe coming, and if you time that correctly, now be careful because that swipe, that dude loads up his swipe attack for at least a minute. <laughs> yeah, no, there's like like ten extra frames that you just Holy count for. Shit. In there. These dudes take Dude, forever. My favorite, my favorite is like when an enemy loads up like a swipe attack, and I'm like, oh, I'm about to parry the shit out of this, and I hit the parry like two seconds too early, and then I'm like, oh, I have enough time here that I can just dodge or I can just try to parry. I again. check Instagram, <laughs> like yeah, I no, get like, on my I'm, phone. I'm looking yeah. at my notifications, like, oh man, when are you gonna swipe, my guy? It, it's wild. Um, <laughs> but the yeah, essentially the way this game works is, um, it, it kind of melds a lot of the best parts of a lot of different from soft games um and it, it melds like it melds like a lot of my favorite parts too is the thing absolutely. like the parry system from sekiro is it maybe makes sekiro my favorite combat system in a from soft game and like it may be ever honestly don't don't what, just by us saying sekiro don't expect that type of speed no the game is no, not no, no, fast no, 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 like no. sekiro when we talk about sekiro we're talking about that this game allows you to block attacks and you could just you hold that block button and you'll take chip damage. But if you perfectly time the block, you're going to take no chip damage. Yeah. And you're also and you're build kind of stagger. You're building up their stagger, which will then allow for those big critical kind of attacks. Yep. Um, this game also implements the Bloodborne rally system. When Bloodborne came out, a lot of people were like, holy shit, what's this? A Souls game? Uh, they're, they're making a Dark Souls game without a shield. And... I'm encouraged to be aggressive. If you take a hit, you can get right back in there and keep swiping away and get that health back, which is awesome to kind of be encouraged to get back into the fight quickly. 
this game kind of like marries a lot of the best elements from a lot of different from software combat that I and I think it was like kind of perfectly done and not overdone in any way. It's still simple enough. Yep. It keeps the complex. It's like, hey, let's leave the complexity to all the different currencies and <laughs> upgrade yeah. trees. Let's see. The the thing is like, let's leave that. Uh, the complexities over there. They find it. They find a good handful of different systems and mechanics and then expand on those like yeah. crazy right again it is that the parry stuff and like yeah the rally mechanic where you can hit back and get some of your health back right and then like you know the legion arm stuff and then it's like okay how do we how do we build on that and then you get to the skill tree and it is again going talking about the p <laughs> the p organ uh um, i forgot the p organ existed until like three hours ago oh dude the p organ is still i sat clutch. down and i was like what what happens if i sit down in this chair and i was like oh my god i forgot this was a whole dude mechanic. the p organ is so clutch because yeah as you play through the game there's a collectible called quartz and quartz are dropped by like bigger enemies or more dangerous enemies or sometimes you'll find them in a chest um they're rare but once you find one, you can then take them back to this chair that Geppetto has in his office. And then you sit down in the chair, and then each quart... Sit down, my dear boy. Like, sit down, my dear boy. Uh, the, each quart lets you get, like, one upgrade. The way the skill tree works, it's kind of confusing when you look at it first, but basically, um, it's done in phases. So in phase one, you have four different things that you might be able to upgrade. Maybe you, you want to get an extra um, health uh, pack. Or They're all essentially passive abilities. Yeah, like you can get an extra health pack or you can get uh, maybe another bar for your fable abilities or maybe you want to get like another thing. Um, you can then, oh man, Kevin's clutch. Kevin's what? clutch right now. This person has 34 quarts. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. That's insane. I think this is from them. I think this is a video from. Yeah, but like even putting that in the trailer, that's, that's false advertising. <laughs> <laughs> I had two at most uh, at one given point. But basically, uh, you like you go and you put in like one core. Like sometimes an upgrade will take like two quarts to get the full upgrade. But if you go in and put one quart, you can then like maybe upgrade your attack ability or upgrade your stagger damage or upgrade. Like there's a long list of things that you might be able to add to try and build the build your character the way you want to build them. And it's just like an extra level added extra added level of depth that like they keep doing because it's the is the p organ stuff it's the legion arm it's the weapon upgrades it's the weapon assembly it's like andy for where you're at in the game there's still like big systems that have yet to be introduced that like really changes the way you play right like there's so much stuff in there and it's all built around expanding this handful of things that you're uh doing and like working towards in combat and it's balanced so well and like i'm so excited to see online soon enough once people get their hands on the game the different builds that they have you know it's not to like it won't. It won't be till Elden Ring level. Here are the best builds to run in Lies of P. Yeah, like you're gonna get TikTok. those videos, right? Of like, oh yeah, for my arm, I got a fucking big old shield that, like, when I parry, it explodes. But then I got like a fucking big ass great sword that I use. But also, like, if I press triangle, I do a backflip and then kick them in the face. Like, it's that kind of cool shit that you can do, and um, that kind of custom ability that you have with your character that makes this game feel very exciting to engage with in that level. Because another thing that I'll shout out too is that like. I changed my weapon every, maybe every five hours, and it always felt satisfying of, all right, oh man, this is my weapon, because I, I, it scales well with technique, I got a handle that, um, that I've upgraded, so that's like, it scales S rank with technique, oh man, all right, this is the one I'm using for the rest of the game, and then five hours later, I find a weapon where I'm like, let me upgrade this, like, let me upgrade this and see where, oh yeah, it's higher attack, I'm gonna stick with this one, right, and like, and uh, I like the way the animation on this heavy attack looks. Yeah, better, you know? or like I like the, this fable art ability, right? And one of the things I'll mention with the stats is that 
the stats all like looking at the stat uh menu and trying to figure out how i want to level up this character that sh that shit had me sweating because um like i mentioned i min max technique one of the things early on where i was like i ain't got to waste points on this was capacity capacity is your ability to carry more equipment like it affects your uh the weight of what you can carry early on i was like i ain't gotta worry about this shit when i tell you that by the time i got to the end of the game that was my most upgraded stat because you really could just min max capacity and carry a bunch of shit that really will get you to where you need to go because like there's so much stuff you're picking up everything you equip obviously like you know contributes to the amount of weight you're carrying and you have the the amulets which are basically this game's talismans from from elden ring you have you can equip multiple weapons you're uh you have, like defensive parts like kind of yeah you have that... like yeah like your internal core stuff that affects uh your defensive stuff or like uh, the the linen <laughs> of like what your i guess what your skin is made out of i never looked too deeply into what the fuck that means but like that's um if you did another, i'd be concerned it's another defensive thing of like you're defended against this much slash damage this much blunt damage uh, gotcha. this much pierce damage uh a lot of detail you can get into into like creating your character crafting your character and, and i don't know if there's a better feeling mechanic this year or any year and i'm talking just like the feel visually the sound of breaking a, an enemy's weapon mm, yeah I, like and these trailers are kind of spoilery. <laughs> th that is such a that is such an amazing feeling to wear down an enemy so long and to be perfect parrying and perfect blocking every one of their attacks. And anytime that you know an enemy, not a, you can't break everybody's weapon. You got to keep that in mind. Like you'll notice that if an enemy's swinging a big club at you, and you perfectly time that block, it'll glow orange. But if an enemy's punching you and nothing's glowing orange, you're like, all right, well, nothing's going to break on this dude. All I'm doing is building stagger, which is still good. But the thing that I love the most is like, it, it's such an easy concept that I can't believe I'm as blown away by it. And I feel like it's amazing because we just haven't had it very much in games like this. But the idea that if you perfect block their attacks enough, their weapon will break and then they do less damage with that broken weapon. Yeah. Such a stupid ass easy concept <laughs> like oh yeah uh, just surface level like yeah duh the weaker weapon will do less damage against you but it's so genius and it works so perfectly with how i want to play this game i sometimes have more success just dodging enemies but i have a lot more fun mm -hmm. trying to get the perfect blocks down to have that boss finally do one more swing at me and the sound and again, all of it together just it, it reminds me of like pairing somebody in Dark Souls or getting that perfect sort of a stagger in Bloodborne oh, to go in for the visceral feeling. attack. Like this is on that level for me of like they have the perfect sound effect for it. Uh, and it is amazing. A game that doesn't do it great. Atlas Fallen has like an awful parry sound effect. It sounds like some people were like, this sounds like a a Metal Gear Solid menu sound. <laughs> yeah. Like this game has like a like a just a great impact sound. The weapon breaks, you see it fly off. Yeah. And then you're like, oh shit, like, now I'm, I got I'm about you, to bro. Fuck this guy up. Yeah, it is such an awesome feeling. I one thing about the parry, right? I wish the timing of the parry was a little bit more forgiving. 
there were so it's many tough. times where I'm like, I swear to God, I got that, right? And like, maybe that's a get good moment for me, but I've also heard it from other people, so which makes me feel comfortable that it might not just be me. Um, it's a tough game. It's I'll, tough. I'll say like it. it is, um, I thought it was going to be pretty easy um, because I, I guess when I played the demo back several months ago, you know, the final boss of the demo, I was like, okay, I'm kind of, I'm struggling here, but I beat it within like an hour, maybe yeah, an hour and a half. And this time I was like, you know what? I'll summon the little specter. I'll summon the specter. See yeah, how it is. And it was so fast. Like I beat this boss so quickly on the first try. And I was like, man, maybe they tuned some stuff down. Cause this, this feels a little bit easy, honestly. And I was quickly just shut up because Dude. several bosses later took me, you know, I was, I've taken like, you know, an hour and a half to like, you know, around 60 minutes to 90 minutes for a lot of these boss fights. I was looking forward to Lubu from Wolong Fallen Dynasty. I was looking forward to like getting to the end of the year and being like, all right, that won, that won the award for toughest boss battle of the year. There's some, there's a couple of boss fights in here where I'm like, oh, this is harder than Lubu. Oh, shit. <laughs> and Lubu had me like shaking in my boots. Dude. Like, Lubu had me struggling. In Lubu Wolong had Fallen me Dynasty. breaking controllers, there's, man. There's a boss battle in here. And it's like the ones like toward the end where I'm like, what the, f how the fuck do they expect anybody to get yeah. past this? And eventually I do when I'm like, what the fuck was that? Like, and, I'm sweating, dude. But it's also one of those games that reminds, I mean, it's the best and worst parts of, of, of any souls like where there are several enemies that aren't bosses that are just going to ruin your goddamn day. Oh, dude. There are several just standard enemies that are, you know, uh, larger and more you know uh i these aren't just normal mob enemies right but like there are some dudes out there like every time i see one of those fuckers yeah uh dude, i got fucked up by a bear <laughs> 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 that bear <laughs> fucked up my shit i was like ah shit like you're not even like a big puppet like you're not even like a demon or whatever yeah you're a fucking bear you know you didn't even get a cutscene. yeah you just like, kind of no. strolled in like, here i just yeah. i just kind of saw you just walking around and i was like oh i'll take this bear out and that bear fucked me up and then yeah. i came through and i like i made that <laughs> i made that bear my my grind bear where like uh, i was like i'm coming down this path a hundred times just so i can get ergo and i'm murdering this bear like fucking a hundred times in a row just so i can get all this xp so i can level up yeah and then you equip that one little talisman or whatever that gets you more ergo whenever you yep. kill somebody and like all of those systems play so well together and i love that this game does have uh passives like that uh, the enemy that kept on getting me was the early on was the big fire dude who would hit you once and knock you down. And as you're like recovering, would whack you like oh. at least five or six more times. Fuck that guy. Yeah, that dude was an asshole. Yeah. That, that's that's a really, really terrible dude. Um, yeah, other categories in there. Yeah, I wanted to talk about um, like systems when it when it comes to like not only just what we talked about with the P organ, but the other talent trees. Um, I think that it can get a little bit overwhelming for someone like me who is pretty familiar with the flow and rhythm of a Souls game. This kind of hits a lot of those same beats um, where if you kill a big boss, guess what? You're going to get a special boss soul. Yeah. And you can break that soul to get a bunch of ergo or get a bunch of souls or whatever. Or later on, you'll find an NPC who says, hey, give me that special boss soul and I'll give you a cool weapon in exchange for it. So like a lot of those rhythms are still there. Yeah. I broke that rule super early on. Oh, no. Uh, which is like, 
whatever. I've never been like the t- I, I, my chat always would, was freak would freak out whenever I'd be playing these games, and they'd be like, "No, don't, don't get that Dude. weapon." And it's like ah, I don't I don't need to get every weapon. It's okay. Oh, I can one of the, the one of the weapons like carried me through maybe like eight hours of the game. Um, like one of the weapons I got one of the special ones. One of the special ones, yeah. Uh, yeah. So like, keep that in mind. There are a lot of the the same rhythms that you're used to. Um, you're going to get that same verse, chorus, verse, chorus, instrumental break, final chorus. Like yeah. they hit all the same sort of beats that a, a FromSoft game would do. So when you beat a big boss, make sure you're not breaking that big ergo thing. Um, I do feel like leveling up took quite a while. Like I, I'm used to when I play Elden Ring with Mike and Nick uh, and we beat a big boss and it's like, here's 80,000 souls or whatever. Here's it ruins all the... And I feel like any time I'd beat a massive boss, it'd be like, "Here's six thousand. It's like, God damn, you're gonna, I'm, you're allowing me to level up once. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That yeah, feels yeah. kind of bullshit right now. Um, I wasn't sure how you were feeling with like leveling up early on because I know it's some criticisms we had with um with Starfield. Um, mm. takes a while to level up, and uh, at least later on, and then you can't reset any of your points i'm not sure if there's I, any reset points here i didn't have oh, so you can respec after a certain point i didn't find the respec because i wanted to respec real bad because again i put myself in hard mode um and so but I, I couldn't find the respec and so i thought it wasn't there until i hit somebody else up and they were like oh i finally found it it's you know it's this place i'm like oh shit um but maybe we were talking about another game where it took really long to level up I, I i think starfield had was that. it starfield okay but um i didn't really have i didn't have as much of that issue but i think part of that might be I so f- what rewind like a year and a half ago when we were reviewing Elden Ring and one of my big complaints with, with Elden Ring was like yeah I feel like I'm being forced to just grind and like have, I'm going I'm on the same hill taking out the same people and I'm doing that for like hours at a time just so I can level up and then grind and like, I hated you for saying that I know like I, that's I what, resented you and like you know that was <laughs> that, that was a beef I've had I had with that game I think I think there's something that swished within me where <laughs> in this game I found a pretty good hallway and I was like. I'm gonna put on a podcast <laughs> i'm gonna be in this hallway for an hour and a half just fucking grinding out xp and i did that and it was the best feeling ever <laughs> like i enjoyed it so much i didn't want to stop i was like yo i'm getting, wow i'm getting so fucking powerful just killing the same three enemies it was three it was like two like so, so fucking like um puppets without even like skins they were just like mm-hmm. <laughs> they're puppets that were falling off the bone oh, okay. <laughs> that i was taking out and then one big guy i took out those three puppets so many and then i saw and then i found another room in the same route that had two more puppets in it and i was like oh i'm about to get more xp out of these guys and so i fucking i kept grinding the same <laughs> npcs like kept getting the same xp <laughs> i leveled up like maybe 15 to 20 times just based on that hallway and it felt so fucking good <laughs> and so i think just early on i had already just like over leveled myself um that hit equilibrium pretty quickly um like further into the game where like you know you get to a boss and it's like okay this is leveled out like these guys are on my level but i think once you're that far into the game you've kind of just locked into like whatever your 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 thing is and it becomes it becomes even less about leveling as it is about collecting the right items and talismans and upgrading your weapon and stuff like that so i really didn't like struggle with that stuff until late 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 game where i felt i was just too weak um and that ended up just coming down to like all right i guess i'm just gonna try harder (laughs) another nice quality of life thing i wanted to throw out there is them kind of having their own category for throwable items usually from soft just has like here's everything you've ever picked up oh yeah it's up to, menus but pretty you good have to game. kind of decide which are throwable and which are consumable you know like yeah 
It they just have like a whole bunch of stuff, but there's like a special section that's like throwing items. And it's like, oh, shout out to you. That's awesome. One thing I'll shout out, there's an item that's like a go back to the last checkpoint type item when you use it. Like I have for me, I have it mapped to X and then right on the D pad. Bone. And it's so close because like one of the again, like earlier in the in this episode, right? One of the complaints is that oh you have to you have to go back to the hub area to then level up you have to talk to a person um when you use that item a menu pops up that's like last stargazer or the hotel stargazer and so do you want to go back to your last checkpoint or do you want to quick um quick travel to the hotel and like when in in those bouts of um i'll, I'll call it grind paralysis right like mm -hmm. i'm just like in my mode of get xp all right i got enough to level up x right d-pad and i is that on a cooldown no that's just forever. It's just forever. Yeah, you oh, can use shit. you can use it whenever you want. Oh wow! And it is it is the most convenient. Like every Souls game needs to have this thing. So in Dark Souls three, there's an item called the Homeward Bone, that takes you back to either the last bonfire or your hub world. Um, but then you can eventually level it up to a point where you have one in perpetuity. You just have like the permanent version of it. But that's neat that you have it from the get go. I wasn't sure. What that item did and yeah with every with every new sort of soul style game you're gonna have to learn a new terminology you're learning a new yeah. dictionary you're learning a new language like how is this game trying to get across what i know the other games yeah i appreciate though that like this game expects you to kind of know already like all the stuff is the same right like we know what the packs are that you um you pop to like get more xp we know, like, again, like, the it's called the Homeward Bone. Homeward Bone, yeah. It's a wild name for that. The bone. <laughs> it's insane. It's a little bone. You eat it. <laughs> well, you eat the bone. Broke that bone. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have that, right? Like, there's a level of familiarity where if you played one of these, then, like, you kind of know what you're getting into. Um, but this game also does have a pretty good glossary and a pretty good tutorial system where you'll get the pop-ups of, like, oh, yeah, here's this thing that we'll tell you a quick thing about. And then, you know, it, it, it it's a bit more... Um, I guess on the face of it, of trying to teach you how to play the game, um, which again I appreciate. I think that's good for people that might pick up Liza P as their as their first one. One last thing I wanted to throw out, because um, again I'm loving this game and I can't wait to get back to it. And uh, it, it, it's such a small thing that I don't have a whole lot of high hopes for, and I don't want you to spoil me on anything. Mm -hmm. But if you could just give me the overall vibe of it, because if any of y'all play the demo. There's a moment where, and the demo takes place right at the beginning of the game. And there's a moment where they're like, hey, uh, you can only enter this hotel if you're human. So you have to lie in order to get into the hotel. What are you going to do? Are you a puppet or are you a human? So you choose, I'm going to lie. And you say that you're a human and they let you in. And it's like, oh, wow, puppets can't lie. How is this dude lying? Mm -hmm. And I always thought this system was going to be insanely shallow it's still very well very well maybe but there was a moment with an npc where an npc was like asking me stuff about the hub world and i didn't want to let them know mm -hmm. just based on past experiences with souls games. yeah i know exactly what you're talking about there have been a lot of souls games blessings where sometimes you just i just made you i just pluralized your last your first name Blessings. Uh, there have been several uh, Souls games where maybe you get a little too lax a days ago, and yeah. you're like, "Yeah, let Ronnie in." Fucking, Basically, you have yeah. hood knowledge. Like, yes. <laughs> like you yes. under, you've been here before. 
You yes. know what the vibes are. And I've, so you let fucking Ronnie in, and then you show up back to your hub world to level up, and yeah. all your homies are dead, and you're like, oh, my like, what God. what the fuck? <laughs> Ronnie, Ronnie the murderer actually was a murderer. They don't just call him that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, there are moments like, like, I've already hit one of those moments. I'm like, oh, this is kind of intriguing. And yeah. I don't know if it's going to amount to very much at all, but I appreciate that it's there in the form that it's in because it's at least making me think, you know? Yeah. There is... It's tough to talk about without spoiling yeah. things, and so I'm not going to spoil anything. But, like, I think for me, I was satisfied with, like, how decisions I made. On a zero to five, where would you rate those little decision-making? Like, mm. the quality of... Maybe, like, a three. Okay, right? cool. That's like it's way not, more than I thought it'd be. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's not going to be, like, you know, life-altering, at least from what I understand, unless I go back and make different decisions, it turns out it's a fucking different game. But uh, There are three different endings. Oh, is that confirmed? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, like there, there are, there are, when you make certain choices, it does affect things is what I'll say. Okay. Um, but I like that. I don't think I had anything like that where I'm like, oh yeah, I come over to this thing. And then all of a sudden, like, I'm like, oh shit, I fucked up. Everything's fucked. Oh God. Like I never had any moments like that, but there were cool moments of like, oh shoot, do I tell this person this thing? Like what I will say, because it's, uh, this is a pretty cool story about like, again, the character you're playing them being a puppet uh a lot of the themes revolve around making human choices and so there will be characters they're talking to that are, that are going through a thing and it's like do i lie to comfort this person or do i tell the truth even though the truth is kind of fucked up and like those decisions kind of like build into who your character is yeah. and like they have ramifications to your character and so when you get to those decisions, like you have to kind of think about it, right? And like there are mo like th th that is a lot of what the game is doing with its choices, uh, without spoiling anything. And I think that's something that's really neat. I I like that a lot. I would have not have expected very much from that because that's what you're giving me right there. Blessing is like you're taking the from software sauce, yeah. and you're just letting me dip the chip in a little bit. Yeah, just a little. Bit. I got that tostada, and I just dipped it in a little tiny bit, and that's just enough for me. Yeah. Um, any closing thoughts, Bless? Again, like, I absolutely adore this game. I think it's up there with the best games of the year for me. I'm so curious to see if other people agree, right? Like, I'm not, I don't know what anybody else is giving this game. I don't know what reviews look like, right? But, like, playing this game, I'm blown away by it. I think it'll probably be in, like, my top five, maybe, in, like, a year that's already stacked. We'll see when Spider-Man 2 comes out, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's tough to figure out yeah. what five is, but... Dude, it's incredible. Um, it's already seeming like the biggest surprise of the year, uh, yeah. for me at least, where... Again, we see a lot of these games come and go. We see a lot of uh, games with big promises and never quite deliver, but this one is seeming like it might be. The fact that I'm playing this game post-Elden Ring, and I'm in love with it, I think speaks volumes to like how good it is. Like yeah. Again, it's tough to... And I don't, I don't want to get into this whole thing and like just compare it, even though I've compared it a lot already to Soul stuff, right? Like, you know, I don't know if people are going to like this as much as Bloodborne. I think there are... Th plenty of things that bloodborne does better i think there are some things I mean, that this game does better look on their you know? website they, they say this game is a soul style game like yeah <laughs> you, exactly there's no way you can disconnect um, uh the two like it is very very much part of that dna the, the thing that impresses me the most is that not only do these guys get it but they injected enough originality into it where i'm like oh okay this is this is its own thing and this thing is a game that stands on its own two legs and has something to say and has something here that makes it worthwhile to play even outside of the other games that have come before it. And so, yeah, I think this game is uh, uh, up there for me, and I absolutely adore it. Yeah, and just uh, check your corners. You're always going to have someone 
popping out from somewhere trying to stab you in the back or knock you off a ledge. 1,000%. Uh, it is very much a Souls game in that way. But thanks for watching and listening, everybody. We appreciate you very, very much. That's been Blessing. I've been Andy. This has been the Kind of Funny Games cast. Uh, make sure you go to the video if you're listening on audio and just click the like button and say, damn, Andy, what a host, huh? What a host. That guy was hosting that today. That guy hosted today. Appreciate you all watching, everybody. We'll see you all next time.